Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. It's lovely to be back in your ears. It has been a few weeks. I hope you've been working diligently on your podcast, or maybe you've kicked it off and you've got 30 million downloads and you don't even need me anymore. Jeez, I hope that's the case. That'd be magic. A lot can change in three weeks. You just never know. Today, I'm going to be talking about the concept of niching the idea of your show or niching if you're in the United States. Very weird how we say that differently, but there you go. I've had quite a few emails over the break and you can always head to podschoolpodcast.com and hit the contact page there to hit me up if you have a question about this idea of general versus niche. And I wanted to just explain to you why it is important to niche down your show if you are starting from scratch. The time that you don't need to niche that much is if you have an existing profile already. And that applies to both individuals and organizations. If you are Ricky Gervais, then you can create the Ricky Gervais show and within that show, talk about just about whatever the hell you want because you already have an existing fan base or a back catalogue of work that has sort of proved the fact that you are a funny person that will do a really interesting take and spin on things and so would be worth listening to. That's why celebrities starting up podcasts can immediately get an audience because people are immediately interested in whatever they have to say. And to be honest, Tom Cruise could do the Tom Cruise show and talk about fitness or talk about books or talk about turtles. It wouldn't really matter because people would just want to turn up. So he becomes the niche in a way. The same thing happens with publications or organisations that create content. So, for example, the New York Times, people are going to go to find out what the New York Times is creating in a podcast because they just know that their standard of journalism is really good and that they're always going to be creating high-quality content. Ditto with a podcast producer like Gimlet. They've got a proven track record of creating really high quality shows. So people are more likely to keep on going back to find new shows of theirs because they've done some really great ones in the past. If you, a little old you, sitting there with no podcasting experience and no profile to speak of and you want to build something from zero, the only way to get people in the door is for the idea to be niche enough when they come across it in their search to make them think, great. I want to listen to that. If your sort of hook is, hey, I'm just interesting and my take on things is really interesting, well, if I don't know you from Adam, I'm really not going to take the time to look into that show because it's your profile that would get me across the line. However, if I don't know you but you have a really interesting and niche idea, then I am much more likely as a complete stranger who's never heard of you before to latch onto your idea and give it a try. The other reason people niche is because search is one of the ways that your show is going to be found if you are brand new. And if you are a general show about stuff and things, there aren't many people looking up on the internet for general shows about stuff and things. They're much more likely to search within their niche interests. So for example, with my show, people are going to find it if they're searching for podcasting tips or how to start their own podcast. If you have a niche area of expertise or you have some kind of area that you want to focus on, then you want the people who are searching in that area to find you. And the way to do that is to be a more niche offering. The other reason that you want to niche down your concept is even outside of search, if 
people are coming across you, perhaps you've been featured in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, you know, maybe somebody stumbles across you on the internet, perhaps they've noticed a tweet that you've sent out about that your show and they've checked it out. The more easy to explain that your concept is, the more likely you will quickly get people on board. So you want that classic, wanky sort of elevator pitch, except an even shorter version of that. You need the sort of one-line sell that will get people over the line and make them interested. Now, again, a show about stuff is not going to get me interested Uh, An interview series with cult leaders, hello, I'm on board. So you need to have it as easily definable as possible so that if I'm coming along just wandering through the wilderness of the podcast store and just thinking, gee, I wonder what I should listen to next, and I can get immediately from your show description or your show title what the idea is, then I'm much more likely to jump on board and give it a try. Being general, if you are a multi-passionate person as I am, can be something that you want to do because you just want to do all of the things and talk about all of the stuff all of the time and you don't want to limit yourself. But really, limiting yourself isn't about not opening your show up to more listeners. In fact, if you try to be everything to everyone, you will end up being nothing to nobody. So it is really a smart strategy to get more listeners, not a strategy that cuts people out and means that you are actually limiting yourself or your audience. When you're starting out that's the way to get found and grow is to pick something and stick with it. You have to differentiate yourself. It is quite the crowded marketplace out there in the old podcast world and it's important that you can stick out and the only way to do that is to make your idea sing and that means that you have to pick a specific topic area. And if you are multi-passionate, there is no reason that you cannot create a show for every one of your passions. Remember that shows do not need to exist in perpetuity week in, week out for the rest of your life until you are crawling to the grave thinking to yourself, I never want to do another podcast episode again. You can do your show in seasons. You can wrap them up in six episodes if that's just all the content that you have and then go on to a new idea and it can be something completely different if you want it to be. The way that you do this is entirely up to you. So don't feel like, you know, if you're really passionate about health and fitness and you want to do a show about that, that you couldn't one day do a show about something else. It is much better to do those individual ideas as individual shows than it is to try and mush something together unless you already have a significant brand that's going to mean that people are just interested in what you have to say anyway. I hope that's helped you work out why it's important to niche your content down or niche it, and that it won't actually shut more listeners out of your show, but it will help you build an audience. If you've got a question, please head to podschoolpodcast.com. And if you're finding these tips useful, then it would be lovely if you left a little review wherever you listen to the show. It's lovely to be back in your ears, and I will see you next week. Until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today. 